Is there anyone else here? Why am I in this big white void? What's going on? Hello? Hello? It's attack. See, I may have actually been, while you serenaded us with the Wii Shop channel, remembering the start of the Wii U more than the Wii. And I mean, admittedly, there is a bit of a a void with the channel screen on the Wii, but I was thinking more of the Mii Plaza at the start of the Wii Well, that's the music I was doing. I don't think it was the Wii Shop music. I think that's the Mii music. Is that the Mii music? I think it might be. It has been so long since I've turned on my Wii that I will have to believe you. How are you I'm doing, always Tom? Are you all right? Wii. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing fine. Uh, <laughs> that uh, first I'm, of all, that's a medical problem. You should go get that checked out. I'm happy we're talking about the Wii. Uh, not not for the entire podcast. We will do the usual stuff. I'm I'm sure. But uh, last time we mentioned we were going to delve into the uh, the original Wii console a little bit because Matt was saying it wasn't his favourite. Did it appear on your list? It did appear on your list. It took over PS5. We had a top five console list. Not PS5. I, Gosh. No, it definitely PS2. did not appear on my list. <laughs> um, I think the Wii U might have. I can't blink and remember. That was a whole week. No, no maybe you know I, I remember a bit of discussion about that. You, you stuck the PS2 on there, maybe. Yeah, um, I did, I think. I okay, can't remember. It right, would well. it would be good if we made notes about the things that we said last week. But hey, here it goes. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this conversation by saying, having gone up to my games room and looked at the the perhaps like thirty to forty games I have on that shelf that are Wii games, I may have been a bit harsh about the my feelings towards the Nintendo mm. Wii. That said, and as will become very apparent during this conversation, as much as I remember picking up a game and going, oh yeah, this wasn't that bad, I remember like three really good experiences that are actually like burned into my gaming memory and the others were probably watching you play some yeah. stuff, I think. You weren't really a Wii gamer, though. You you're more 360 at that point, I would imagine. I just hate motion controls, and if the motion controls get in the way of me actually enjoying a game, and I really wasn't into it. You have to bear in mind as well, I think, that for a lot of the lifespan of the Wii, especially when we were living in Denmark, I had a relatively small television. And Mm. so I think that infected my enjoyment of it quite a bit. Because even playing Skyward Sword in my mum and dad's before I moved to Denmark and trying to get the most out of that game before I came here, I remember trying to play that game in a room on a very small CRT and it just not being a good time. Well, I think playing any 360 game on a small CRT is probably quite difficult as well, especially if it's in widescreen. (laughs) Hey man, I got through a lot of games. The only one I distinctly remember any problems with was dead rising because of the text dead size, rising. and that's about yeah. it um, resident evil 4 interestingly outputs in widescreen on a 
four by three TV. Yeah. Yeah. And just a fun fun fact. How fun it is. I don't know. That's up for debate. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was big into the Wii because I when I got my Wii, I think I hadn't got a 360, so I hadn't entered into that next generation of gaming. So I right. wasn't comparing it really against the 360, the PS3. I was enjoying it on its own merits, really. Okay. Uh, did you get a Wii at launch? No. No, I got a Wii um, quite later on, actually. I was really um, slow. I was like determined not to jump into the next uh, console generation. Don't know what it was exactly. So at that point, yeah. I was probably heavily into the original Xbox because that was always my preferred console over the PS2. Even though right. I mastered a large collection of PS2 games. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think my favourite one at that point was the Xbox. And if I was playing any sort of multiplayer games, it was on the GameCube. So I dragged that generation out for as long as possible. <laughs> Yeah, which helped because I was working in game at the time, so I was buying a lot of these old games and such relatively cheaply. So, yeah, well, I mean, when I came to the get you... the Wii, I just went all in on it, and a lot of the games you might have played on 360, I was playing on the Wii. For example, I wrote down a list of games I was looking through what I had, and I was playing Rayman Origins on the Wii, for example. I wasn't playing it on the 360. Yeah. Uh, so at that point, I was still. Even when that came out, and that's quite that was quite a later release, wasn't it? I was still was. playing that on the Wii. I might have even had a 360 by then. That was how devoted I was to the Wii as a platform. Well, I remember when I moved here, and like I remember you having a a large quantity of Wii games, and you did obviously have 360 stuff as well. But at that point, I I, did, yeah. I hadn't even brought my Wii to Denmark with me, which is perhaps a a reflection of how poorly I thought of that console. I brought a Super Nintendo, I brought a PS2, and I brought a a 360. Oh no, I didn't even bring a 360 because my 360 red ringed for the first month I lived here. All I had was a PS2 and a a 360. Uh, and a, a SNES, sorry, which died in... I, I made the fatal mistake of putting it in my, my check-in bag. And so I got my Super Nintendo here that I'd literally bought in December pre-coming over. Really? And, and it got damaged? The, or? It got damaged in, in, the, in the way over, yeah. So the audio didn't work. So I was playing A Link to the Past, I remember, in the first couple of weeks I was here with no audio, which is really annoying. <laughs> Oh, that that's a pain. Um, not not very sturdy console then, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I should have just put it in my hand luggage, which is a mistake I did not repeat when I brought over my NTSC one. And I thought it was a packing issue. I well, to be fair, I don't think it was a packing issue. I just think it was that people handling baggage aren't particularly like, oh, I wonder if there's any delicate uh, electronics in here. They they just throw it on and off. I remember when I brought over my Japanese PS2 to Denmark. You remember this story? Yeah. It I flew do. out. It was in this uh, bubble wrap bag and it slipped out of that bag, flew, as this was at the check, check-in, onto the hard floor of the, <laughs> the airport yeah. security area. And I thought, oh, that's it, isn't it? That's, you know, that's a slim PS2. That's That's done right but it was fine so yeah. some, there's something to be said about the durability of the slim ps2 at least <laughs> which surprised fair, me because PS... it doesn't look like a very durable console <laughs> i mean we've talked about this on the podcast before the ps2 is built like a tank i 
I have very vivid memories of my dad walking in while we were watching a DVD in my garden shed and the PS2 was wired behind the door so as soon as he opened the door the PS2 flew across the con uh threw across the but shed. You had a moment then didn't you Matt? Oh my that god was... I freaked out because my <laughs> PS2 wasn't very old either and I'd been waiting months for that console. Um and yeah it didn't kill the DVD either which I can't even bloody I can't remember what the DVD was. I just remember seeing black smoke come out of my PS2 and just being horrified that it was dead but it wasn't. Wow, um, even with black smoke pouring out. Yes, future. exactly. Well, I mean, like it—it it was a plume of black smoke. It wasn't like it was on fire internally, but yeah, it hit the okay. floor with some force and sparked. Anyway, I got the Wii at launch. I was yeah. one of these people that was like, "Wow, new Nintendo console." I actually had my own money at the time. Like I, I'd been working and was like, "Right, I'm going to reserve this." It came out just before Christmas or very close towards Christmas, from what I remember. And said, right, to my mum and dad, if I pay half of this, will you pay the rest of it for me for Christmas? Got it. Got it home. Have a very vivid memory of playing lots of Wii Sports for that first month, two months. Yeah. and then That's a great Wii... starting point for, for the Wii, Wii Sports. As a... Yeah, but... Check that one the... off as a must-have. The issue but was... Everyone's that... got it. <laughs> yeah, well, of course they have. I mean, it was a packing, but I mean... I remember that being brilliant and being like, wow, this is such a good experience. Like, this is going to allow a whole generation. Like, my grand, I remember very vivid memories of my grandparents playing Wii bowling with us and me and my brother playing Wii boxing in the early hours. Yeah, I got my grandparents playing Wii bowling. Yeah. Which I never thought would ever happen. Yeah. No, me neither. But then I remember trying to play. The other two games I got with my Wii were I won a copy of Red Steel from a magazine, which was not a very good game. And I had... Congratulations, um, by the way, winning something from a magazine. That's I know. impressive. <laughs> to be fair, I, I won I won quite a lot of the, the Star Letter things in X360 magazine. Wow, I just never got any prizes. Like I got one third-party Mad Cats controller once, but it was supposed to be like a Mad Cats controller and a game, but I never got a game mm. as part of that. It should have been a game from 2K. Rah. Anyway, um, I also had um, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. I had changed my pre-order from a GameCube copy to a Wii copy, thinking, well, I'm getting the Wii. I'm going to get this for the new generation of console. But Matt, <laughs> yeah. at that point, were you thinking these motion controls are going to improve that game so much? Yeah, honestly. Like, yeah. I was just like, wow, you're going to be able to swing a sword. Like, Nintendo had done all of this stuff with the the games in Wii Sports that I thought, wow, this is going to be really interesting. And, like, the whole idea of a nunchuck on the on my other hand, to be able to do all the movement stuff, I was like, oh, wow, this is going to be really fun to be able to do this. And then I realised how much of a faff it actually was. And compared to everyone else I knew who had the GameCube version of Twilight Princess and was quite enjoying that game, I was very annoyed and very disappointed. And especially given that the... Much like the PS5 now, I guess people have forgotten, Wii's were a very hot commodity for about a year. You could not get a Wii for love nor money because of the popularity of Wii Sports. Yeah. And so lots of people were selling those consoles. I think retail for about 180 quid, if memory serves, for 
at least 300 350 and if you had more stuff obviously you could then ask a more a, a better price for it like my guitarist in my band at the time sold his Wii because he yeah. was like well I'm just going to buy Twilight Princess on the GameCube for 40 quid because that seems like a better way to play this game I'm going to sell this console and turn my 180 quid Twilight, Twilight Princess I mean to be fair everyone I know who wanted the Wii at launch just wanted Twilight Princess like after hmm. a month of playing Wii Sports I don't think there was that much attachment to the console and so, yeah, he sold it and got a really nice guitar instead. He was just like, oh, great. Like, I got a guitar I wouldn't have okay. otherwise been able to well, afford. Well, as long as he was money. happy with that and wasn't regretting his decision later down the line. I don't think so. I mean, no. not to my knowledge, anyways. Hmm. Yeah, um, I, I say I, I was quite late to the party. I bought my Wii secondhand. And uh, I, I can't remember exactly what I had when I got it, in all honesty. Yeah. I do remember playing Lost Winds very early on, which was a WiiWare game, downloadable. Yeah. And really being taken with that game, the platform puzzle game. Uh, I that I played that on I can't remember if it used a Wii Remote heavily or not. <laughs> but Probably I think it not. did to a point. Uh, yeah, I had lots of fun memories of, of playing that game. Did you ever play that, Matt? I did. Um, I Full disclosure, I, I don't think he was working there at the time, but I do know someone who works at Frontier. Um, and yeah. so I had... I played this game. I think it was actually the second one on iOS. Yes, of course, rather than two, on, yeah. Rather than on the Wii. But yeah, I remember it being a good time. I really liked the art direction in that game. Yeah, that was a great game that I played a lot of. And another reasonably early release, I think it was, was Kororimpa. If you remember that, this was a Marble Madness type uh, game where you had to balance a ball through these mazes. Oh, yes, this. I think it Hudson, I think. Was it Hudson Soft game? I could be mistaken. I will tell you. Um, yes, it is a Hudson Soft game. Yeah, no, I, I remember seeing this game in shops yeah. and being quite taken by the box art and i mean yeah it's a very cool um it wasn't cg was it or it was made not to look like cg if it was it was made not to look like cg it kind of has like a, a crafted worlds kind of thing to it i think there was a lot of really strong box art on the wii in the early days though because i i remember buying elodies for very much the same reason of me really yeah. liking the character design on the box yeah and to be fair i think Elodies is not a great game. It's not one No, I never like, oh, got God. into that at all. Yeah, I remember it being around and thinking, again, being attracted to the cover. Yeah. But I think when I actually played it, it wasn't one that held my attention for very long at all. I think it was probably the first Wii game I enjoyed, to be honest with you. And I think this is probably speaks to how starved I was for good games on that system. Hmm. That having that system at launch, there was just a... Much like there was with the Switch, to be fair... Yeah. Is it came out of the gate all guns blazing? You had Wii Sports, you had Zelda, and there was a few other little bits and bobs like Raven Rabbids started there, and a few other things. But Elodies, I think, came out in April, if I remember correctly, after it launching in December. And I was like, okay, cool, this looks good. Like, this looks like something interesting, like going around a house and looking behind stuff for these little electrical creatures. Yeah. And I, I remember playing it through. And because you're using the Wiimote more as a like a like a light gun or mm. like a, a 
a hand stand in rather than you trying to it was a game definitely built around the Wii is what I'm trying to get at. I yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think because of that, worse. I was like, yeah. okay, I can I can use these controls to do this and this isn't a bad experience. Yeah, um, I think something the Lee lends itself, the, the Lee, the Wii, sorry, lends itself to very well is light gun games. I mean, you got a House of the Dead uh, 2 and 3 port on the Wii. You got the two yeah. Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles, Umbrella Chronicles Dark Side Chronicles. Yeah. Uh, you got, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, LA Machine Guns and uh, Gunblade, Sega uh, arcade game. And you also had things, novelty type titles like uh, Sega Bass Fishing worked really well on the Wii. Despite not having yeah. an actual fishing rod accessory, you could use the nunchuck to reel in and such and, and pull up on the remote to hook the fish. I think yeah. those were great experiences that stood out for me on the Wii. I mean, Umbrella Chronicles and Dark Side Chronicles, maybe not as much. I remember Dark Side kind of adding a bit more to the gameplay and uh, yeah. Umbrella being a little bit more straightforward. But I, I have yeah. pretty positive memories of Umbrella Chronicles. My, my mm. issue with that game was more it was quite short in that I yeah. beat it very, very quickly. And, you know, it was one of those things where... Back in the day, if you beat a game within like the first weekend, you pretty much wanted to take it back to game immediately so you could get max trading value for it. <laughs> and so I did that. And so I got rid of that game. And I only picked it up actually fairly recently in a flea market because it was like a quid. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll have that for a pound. No, I, I mean, a lot of my memories of that system are definitely around games that are clearly built for it or otherwise enhanced like i said mm. when we talked about this last week or the week before i think the port of resident evil 4 is very good on the wii i think actually having the ability to aim with the gun improves that game a lot yeah. if not makes it a bit too easy but i do think it is a very positive thing and i think that's perhaps had Nintendo been more invested in doing that with Twilight Princess and making those gestures and stuff, like they tried to do with Twilight, uh, Skyward Sword, to be fair, had they tried integrating that a bit more into the gameplay, perhaps it would have been a bit better. But Well, you could argue that Skyward Sword went too far. Yes, I, I Where would the motion definitely... controls got in the way of the enjoyment of the game because there was such an emphasis on them. Yeah. You know, it wasn't Absolutely. always welcome. And and some of it was quite cumbersome, I think, if I recall. But it the was. Motion Plus was like bundled with it, wasn't it? To make sure yes. the accuracy was good enough. Well, you couldn't play it without the Motion Plus. Yeah. I I I ran into this problem where I had to buy a. It was the first time I had bought a Motion Plus because that, like I said, at that point I hadn't touched my Wii in so long that I got it because it was coming out just before Christmas, just before we moved, actually. Hmm. And I, I got a copy of Skyward Sword and I I went to play it because I said to my mum, like, look, I'm, I'm moving countries in a month. Can I have this game that you would have got me for Christmas early so I can play it before I go because I don't plan on taking the Wii? And I I ran into this immediately where I tried to put it on. It's like, hey, you haven't got a Wii Motion Plus. And so I had to run to Swansea the following day got one and i must have got a defective one because every time i would swing the sword admittedly like i didn't have the weird rubber sheath around the controller holding them together but it would just pop out all the time and so i'd just get an error on screen oh, when your Wii motion plus it? is disconnected I it didn't it have it a does. clip that made sure it, it stayed on 
it does, but it, when you are swinging your sword around with great enthusiasm, yeah. it it doesn't doesn't stay yeah. in place very often. That's uh, why the remote with integrated was so good, and that didn't come out till uh, much later on. Whether it was We Play Motion came with that, maybe. I'm yeah, thinking. and to be fair, it was it was on the market by the time Skyward Sword came about. I actually managed to pick up the gold uh, Zelda uh, Wiimote that came with it um, at a flea market. Again, yeah. So did you play much. Wii Sports Resort when that came out? Or? I didn't. No, I think I played it a little bit with you and some of the the other things like skydiving and things. I remember being quite fun, but I There's didn't. No, I, I can't remember sky. Oh, the sky that there was skydiving. <laughs> Yes. See. Not one I played a lot. My favourite was archery. I think Wii Sports Resort was like Wii Sports like gold. It was like yeah. it was a better game because it had more on it. Um, and I played that more than the original Wii Sports. That was like cast to one side when uh, Resort yeah. came out. And Resort was always, if I was having people over, a go-to Wii game. Definitely yeah. in my top ten, top five even maybe. Okay. So if you were like I, we've we've kind of rabbited on a little bit about the Wii. If you were to look at I'm that happy system, to talk about <laughs> No, I, I I to be fair, like this is this is this podcast. I mean we can do a yeah. little bit of the what we've been buying and playing at the end, yeah. but what would you say are your standout Wii titles to someone who is perhaps like me, either on the fence yeah. about motion controls or just doesn't like that system in general? It's it's really interesting for me to look at that question because I didn't have an alternative. <laughs> Yeah. At the time. Um, but if we're talking about things that were unique to the Wii that you couldn't get on other consoles and what I've got the most enjoyment out of, um, I think, uh, well, you've put Wii Sports Resort in there, of course. Yeah. Uh, I think, and I didn't play much of this, but I think Metroid Prime 3 was also particularly good with the motion controls. Yeah, and it was a console exclusive at the, at the time. Uh, I think Kirby's uh, Adventure Wii was very good, and as was Epic Yarn. Yeah, I, both I love both Epic those. Yarn. Yeah, both those games are very solid. I've recently had an awful lot of fun with uh, Chop to Your Drop. It, it's interesting with the Wii that I can't like sum up a top five as I, right. I play so much on it and enjoyed so much, but it was never like this is one of the best games ever made and it's only on the Wii. Yeah. I don't think I can necessarily say that, but what the Wii offered for me a lot of the time, I've already mentioned Sega Bass Fishing and the Light Gun games, offered an alternative to the kind of console gaming I'd experienced prior to the Wii. But I, I went off and bought everything for the Wii. I mean, all my Rock Band Guitar Hero games were on the Wii. Yeah, it became. No, I know this that console for me to play those games on. And uh, I also enjoyed, as I said before, Lost Winds, Max and the Magic Marker, Drawn to Life, everything that was using the Wii Remote in creative sort of ways. Even Pikmin was improved, I think, with the Wii Remote. I was gonna One say, thing that wasn't improved with the Wii Remote was Mario Power Tennis. Really? I think that game was ruined with the Wii Remote. In, if you want to <laughs> play tennis with the Wii Remote, play... Um, Wii Sports, or even play Virtua Tennis. There's Virtua Tennis Four, I think, that I've got that I quite enjoy. But um, don't don't bother with Mario Power Tennis. It's a better game for the console it was developed for. In a, in a similar way, I guess Twilight Princess was. You'd think it would be a great fit, but uh, yeah, I finally yeah. got in the way. 
the motor well, control. Well, this is the weird thing, right? Is that I think even Nintendo sometimes struggled to implement the the controls into their games. Is yeah. that I think the reason that the Zelda games are particularly poor is because they don't what you traditionally want to do in a Zelda game and the traditional gameplay is kind of hindered by the ability to do it. Like, how many times do you fight, like, a Stalfoss or a regular enemy, like a Korok or something, in Zelda? Like, how much swinging have you got to do? It makes the game into more of a workout than it should be, and it feels like a lot of effort, which is not really what I I wanted to do in a lot of those games. And I think, mm. say what you will about the story of Other M, I don't think that was a particularly good Metroid game either. I mean, I know it was developed by t- uh, Team Ninja, but it, it really oh, Other M, yeah, blow I, me away, yeah. especially that... when compared to Metroid Prime 3, which I think was a Wouldn't you ask to control said. it with a Wii Remote on its side? Yes. Other M, yeah, which yes. is not for straight straight away. <laughs> it's not the best way to play a game. Hey, um, I totally forgot about Donkey Kong. Um Donkey Kong Country Returns. Yes, it is one of my standout, standout games for that system. For the Wii. I mean, it it's it's a great game. It's just fantastic. I really, really liked that game a hell of a lot when it came out. I mean, I had yeah. very fond memories of Donkey Kong Country anyway, but just some of the stuff it did. And we've talked about this before in the podcast. It, it's a favorite game of both of us. Like the f- the switching back and forth in the depth perception stuff. Some of the levels where you're silhouetted against the sun. Like it looks gorgeous for a Wii game, and it plays really well. And Implements it's fairly challenging. Pretty well, I would say. Yeah. In the same way that the original it Donkey Kong Country games were. Um, I also played, as I said before, a lot of Rayman Origins and. I think that's a great game on whatever platform. But specifically Dead Rising Chop to Your Drop, which I've mentioned in previous weeks, that was like I was late to that game, but I honestly think that is worth playing on, on the Wii. Yeah. It's interesting to see how many games were released on all three formats and then the Wii version ends up being quite different. Uh Star Wars Force Unleashed, well one and two were released for the, the Wii. And I remember yeah. two being substantially uh, different in terms of even the levels. There were different yeah. levels in it and such. And for me, that was always a fascinating thing about the Wii too, to see how developers would approach the Wii version. Yeah, of the game. but usually though, right? Wasn't it just a port of the PS2 version of the game? Like I know that was the yeah, case with a lot of the Call of Duty titles, right? That ah, oh, but Reflex is good. Uh, Modern Warfare. Three, uh, no, what is it? Two. Modern Warfare 4. Yeah, Call, Call of Duty, Duty Modern 4 Warfare. Modern Warfare Reflex was a nice example of how to do a first person shooter on the Wii. Yeah, that that I played that quite a bit, that worked very well. In fact, as I talk about this, I'm thinking of more and more games which were improved for the motor controls, or at least if not improved, offered something different and, and did it quite well. Um, Metro Prime 3 did uh, the shooter quite well and but I also played everything on it I played probably one of my most played games was Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing and not with yeah. the, the wheel it was no. just with the uh, either a controller like Pro Controller or the Wii Remote and Nunchuck uh, that's yeah. where I first played that game and that's just a very addictive game to begin with 
Well, I mean, like we've we've kind of talked about this a little bit just now when you were like, oh, Sega Bass Fishing didn't have to have like an accessory. It was just great to use the nunchuck. Yeah. And obviously you get yeah. Mario Kart and Sega racing games. Like there's a lot of plastic tat for the Wii and it is often <laughs> a thing I find in charity shops. Like, I you don't like, need I, it. <laughs> no, you absolutely don't. But to be honest with you, some gaming experiences are probably enhanced by it some respect because of how it goes. Like I remember there being like Kabbalah halting games where like you would get like a fake oh, yeah. shotgun and you I had the like, gun could... for House of the Dead Overkill. Yeah. I remember. Uh they yeah. were like revolvers. Um That was another good game. <laughs> yeah, it was. Which I enjoyed playing that with yet. you actually. In yeah. Groheim. I don't know. So when I think of it, and like bouncing a little bit off of Donkey Kong Country as well, mm. is I thought there were a lot of very good 2D platformers that yeah. either didn't really use the motion controls or used them very sparingly. I remember picking up, not long after coming here, Ivy the Kiwi, which is a mm. Yuji Naka game. Yeah, but that was a puzzle game, I think, more than a platform game. Was it really? See, this is the thing. Like, I have vague memories of this system and, like, some of the games for it. A definite platformer, though, that I really liked and for a long time was trapped on the Wii, but now it's available everywhere else so you can go enjoy it on the PS4, was um, WayForward's Boyne's Blob as well. Again, puzzle Mm. platformer, perhaps, more than a platformer, but I... I really like those orig- the original on the NES. I haven't played the one on the Game Boy, oddly enough. I hear it's very short. Uh, boy and his blob title, where you are a little boy and you feed this blob jelly beans and then it will change shape. So like maybe you'll give it one jelly bean, like a cinnamon-flavoured mm. one, and then it'll turn into a flamethrower, like a little blowtorch you can get through spiderwebs, or you feed it something else and it turns into an umbrella so you can jump off high platforms without mm-hmm. damaging yourself. I think... That game is beautiful. It looks absolutely gorgeous. WayForward did a really, really, really good job of it. And like, I, I went out in quest of that game long before I had really any affinity to WayForward. I just saw yeah. there was a new Binders Blob, and it looked beautiful, and all the art was hand drawn. And so I was like, I need to get that. But yeah, it still stands in, out to this day. Not too dissimilar way to Wario uh, World Shake Dimension, which maybe isn't the greatest game, but it looks no. beautiful. It does look beautiful, and like that's the only reason I still own it is because I love looking yeah. at it. I just really didn't like playing it. It wasn't really my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, uh, I've picked up I picked up some other things as well for the system that I I think are good, but there's RPGs well, we're still on the stuff. on the subject of two D platformers. We've mentioned a lot already, but there's also New Super Mario Brothers, which was very oh, that's good. True. Yeah, yeah. And there was Cl- Klonoa, the Klonoa remake. Oh, I completely forgot Which this was, until Noah remake. Yeah, I don't was know if I have doing, that, actually. We was doing remakes before, you know, they became popular. Um, but that that's a great version of the original Klonoa. That's still a Wii exclusive. Yeah. I, you've probably played this more, game more than I have. The, this was this was the dream of a, a, a platformer for me. It was always the idea I had when I was a kid, when I was like thinking about what kind of game I would like to design. And that's a Shadow's Tale. I I finally yeah, yeah. own it now. It's a, quite a pricey Wii game, and it took me ages I've to get a copy. I've not played it as much as I would have liked to, actually. Shadow's Tale. Yeah. Um, I was very excited about it. And I was trying to get that game for so long. Me too. Um, and when I did eventually get it, I played a little bit. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then that was it. Yeah. 
Fair Which, enough. you know, is, is my fault. And I, I feel bad about that. It's a regret that I didn't put more energy and time into that game. Uh, but, yeah, I can still do that at some point. <laughs> if you, it took yeah. me long enough to play Chop to Your Drop, so I'm sure I'll get round to a Shadow's Tale eventually. That's true. But another uh, another platformer that stood out on the Wii, yeah. Can you think of any others? Any others come to mind when you start thinking well, about it? Well, there's, of course, 3D platformers. I mean, we. Yeah. I don't know how we've gone this far and not mentioned Mario Galaxy, but um, I mean, and while it's good, it's not. It's my favorite Mario game. I don't like the planet thing. I don't like running around the planets. No, me neither. And I, I was remember I was doing that Super Mario Super Challenge thing, and I pretty much got as far mm. as Galaxy, and I started playing it, and I was like, "Oh, this is quite nice." It's good, but I, I mean, no denying that. It's just I there's know. other Mario games I'd like to play more. I thought the sequel was better. Yeah. In my, my opinion, I enjoyed the sequel more. That That's a very good game as well on the Wii. And I think a lot of people do. I think that was kind of why you, there was a lot of surprise that that wasn't included in the the collection for the Switch. Of like Nintendo seemingly erasing um, Super Mario Galaxy 2 from existence in their little sizzle reel <laughs> of the history of Mario, which is a shame. I like that game a lot. Um, it will appear on the Switch at some point. It's got to, I'm hasn't sure. it? It has to. Is there anything else that stands out to you on on the Wii, Matt? Because I've mean, got a few more, but I obviously I ended up buying a lot of the the RPGs for it. Um, mm. I thought Last Story was perhaps the better of the the three that came out of like Project Rainfall, that big fuss of these really big. RPGs coming out on the Wii towards the end of it and them not being released outside of Japan. Um, I I thought of those three, Last Story was perhaps the best one. Um, even though, even though a lot of the, the accents that are very clearly very put on English were very annoying during that game. And I remember you and my, my lovely lady wife looking at me going like, what accent is that? I was like, it's, I don't know. Just weird English Well, accents. that was the case for Xenoblade, wasn't it? Well, it had British yeah. accents. Didn't they all have British accents because they're all dubbed in the UK? Or? I don't think Pandora's Tower was, no, which you okay. got me a copy of. And I, I, to be fair, from what I remember of Pandora's Tower, I think that was that was a very good game. I just didn't play enough of it because by that point, I had kind of bounced off of the Wii U mm. as well, which is a shame. It came in a black game. box, which I thought it was did. particularly exciting. For a console, yeah, it had yeah. all white boxes. When you get the black box, it's like, ooh. I mean, it's one of the last games released, right? I mean, it, it came in the black box, as did, like, Super Mario came in the red one. It's like... Yeah, uh, New Super Mario Brothers. Wii. Yeah, it it just made it seem like something special. And um, an interesting one, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, uh, London, uh, oh, yes, came in a yellow, yellow box. One. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Like, I I liked the Rune Factory game on the Wii. I thought Rune Factory Frontier was all right, from what I played of it. Um, I was always curious after you telling me essentially it's a hey make, Mario Maker but with shmups. Really wanted to play Blastworks, which you said yeah, is yeah. quite fun. Yeah, um, it's good. Fragile Dreams is like a, a quite a cool game that's very unique. It's kind of survival horror meets action RPG from what I remember. It's got a really creepy vibe to it. Um, I mean, I, I played a little bit of Smash Brothers Brawl, but that was the last game I played and isn't really held in that higher regard by the Smash community. 
because it's uh, definitely yeah, amps well. up the party game side of it more than I think people who play that game seriously would have liked. You know my um, feelings on the, that series, so... <laughs> no, I do. Oh, actually, uh, actually, a first-party Nintendo game that I almost missed, Sin and Punishment. Um, oh, is it Blinky called? Success? The star Successor or something? No. S- successor of su- the Skies. Ah, oh. uh, okay. Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed that game. I got that quite late um, from a friend of mine, and I... I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's, it's, it's an game. on-rail shooter. Yeah. To me, it's kind of the the spiritual successor of the Star Fox games. I still haven't played that first Sin and Punishment on the N64, but I need to do that one day. I really like those games. I think it's cool. Yeah. I think that might be it for me. I do have... Really? Yeah, I, like I said to you, I do have some games that I've viewed are brilliant and have come at your recommendation, mm. like Punch-Out! I have Zack and Wiki Quest for Barbarossa's oh. Treasure... I have Munchables, which is a Namco Bandai game. I have the Mad Dog McCree Gunslinger Pack, which is all of those three games. And I also have uh, Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn, which I've never played. However, my Mm. issue is all of them are factory-sealed, as is my copy of Rhythm Heaven and Trauma Center. And those games are now demanding quite a bit of money sealed. So I'm like, shit, should I sell my sealed copies and buy open ones? Yeah. Well, you know that's that's up to you. That's I'm I'm not one to do that, but no, I, I mean to be let's be realistic. Neither am I. But it's one of those things where I'm like, <laughs> the I've I've opened some games in the past that were quite pricey at the time and gone, oh, I won't regret this because I have a copy of Metroid Prime Trilogy that's still factory sealed yeah. and that shit yeah. ain't getting all. Depends how much you want to play because now I can get Prime Trilogy on other formats. So you know if you can make that worth your while to sell the Wii version, then. The thing is, though, I've already got one and two on the GameCube and three on the Wii anyway, so it was just like a, me picking it up as a completionist just because I own yeah. every other Blinkin' Metroid game boxed and it was like 19 kroner in an El Gigantan sale bin. I, yeah, I I don't know. There's some stuff I want to play. I'm sure I'll come across a copy of Munchables cheap, the Namco Bankai game. That looks really good. Um, You are just like going around like a big maze, like level eating, like fruit that's trying to attack you and you grow stronger by eating the fruit it's kind of, it mm. seems a bit kind of pac-man-esque which seemed quite cool but like in a an open world environment like a stage it, it seems quite cool oh actually yeah. one game i completely forgot to mention it's actually quite a rare game and kind of going back to ps2 games that are on the wii mm. i hadn't heard of this game at the time i just happened to run across it in a cash generator in swansea and there were anime ladies on the cover, and I could see it was by 505. And I was like, oh, I'm new to this game. That's interesting. 505 games are generally quite good things. Um, and it's a game called Legend of Sayuki, if you know this. Ah, uh, that one, yes, yes. Yeah. I know it, it is essentially a spiritual successor to Pocky and Rocky. And it, yeah. if you like Pocky and Rocky, let me tell you, is a very good game. Unfortunately, both the PS2 one and the Wii version of it are now like over 100 quid each. So, wow. I don't know if it is that good. But then again, box copies of Pocky and Rocky are like 300 quid now. So, I I, I like Pocky and Rocky a lot. I don't know if it's that, I don't know if it's worth that much. Yeah, I I don't like it when that happens to a game because, you know, it gets called out as being a good game, then everything just rides in price. And while it's a good game, there's also games that are just as good as it. You know, it's not like it's incredibly amazing or anything. 
I, w- yeah, I wouldn't exactly. say. I mean, but it's, it's good. Got that reputation. It's a good like yeah, eight yeah. out of ten game, but I don't, I don't know if it's worth a yeah. hundred quid. Do you know what I mean? Well, certainly not. Um, I've just been, as we've been talking, going through the, my collection of Wii games here because yeah. I've got them on uh, VG Collect and uh, just pulling out a few more that's probably worth mentioning here. And I think one that might get overlooked often is Let's Tap. I don't remember Let's Tap. Let's Tap was Sega, and it was where you laid your Wii remote down oh, on the flat surface. Yeah. And the vibrations from tapping uh, made your character run. And then you'd like just hit it to make it jump. So you do these tapping graces with the Wii remote. And it was a really original concept, and it's a great multiplayer game. I, I just wanted uh, to check myself before I said it. It's also a Yuji Naka game. Ah, oh, there you go. Yuji Naka was very much into the uh, Wii. Uh, even uh, Rodeo, the, the uh, Sky Soldier, was uh, a Wii game to begin with before it got uh, remade and released on the Wii U. It's not very good on either of them. It's better on the Wii from what I It's better on the Wii than it? the Wii yeah. U, yeah. But like... <laughs> um, but yeah, let's tap... You should definitely check that out if you haven't got it or have like multiplayer games. It's a simple arcade style game that's well worth playing. Do you um, have the box for Let's Tap? The little yeah, yeah. There was a version that came with a larger box that was just perfect for laying your controller down on and tapping. Yeah, I think yeah. it probably came with two. It came with uh, so you could play at least two player. But if yeah. you get any sort of flat surface and and put it you on your it. lap, then that should work. We used to use all sorts of boxes and things we could find because that's essentially all you get the thing with the game is just a box yeah but it's just the right sort of size for it to work if you've got any console boxes or anything like that then they're, they're pretty good for uh, let's tap do you reckon that's when nintendo got the idea for labo <laughs> uh, well i don't know it's boxes yeah it might have inspired it at least uh, but Sega were a big supporter there was also ghost squad which was an arcade game that was ported to the wii that was you know, just as good as a lot of other uh, Sega uh, light gun games. Yeah. Oh, um, God. How could we forget about Sonic Colors? Sonic Colors, I have written down. Um, now, Sonic Colors is an interesting one, and while it is a good game and it's got a lot of polish and it was one of the better Sonic games of the time, replaying it now, yeah, it still has its fair share of 3D Sonic frustrations, but what it did was it also introduced 2D sections into it as well which i think were well uh well received i remember Um, you being very put a lot into that you being very warm to that game when it came up i was at the time playing it again because i got to a point later on in the game where it got very difficult and very frustrating and going back to it fairly recently i tried playing it again and it is very frustrating later on i mean it's near the end of the game and i think i stopped playing it in frustration that's by the end of it so uh as good as it is and as as much as was put into that game yeah there was also the two other sonic games which were a little bit different that, that lent maybe too heavily on the um controller the the wii remote that was uh, sonic and secret rings and sonic and the black knight yeah which are sort of side notes in the uh sonic game series i think i mean the 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 thing that I still to this day remember Sonic and the Black Knight being called out for isn't there like a woman like Sleeping Beauty Sonic like an actual woman like kisses Sonic romantically wasn't that Sonic 06 that was more known for the romantic kiss I think with the princess it might be 
I don't yeah. know. Like Sonic and Sonic and the Black Knight always kind of struck me as like a really weird, like grim, dark version of Sonic. And I they were meant to be the storybook series. I think they were dubbed at the time. So there was yeah. perhaps the first one's like Arabian Nights, and the second one was like the uh, Camelot and. King well, I mean, they also did um, Were Hedgehog or whatever the blinking hell is called. Sonic Unleashed, Unleashed right? was yeah. released on everything. PS2, Wii, 360, PS3. Um, whereas the PS2 and Wii versions were handled by Dimps, I think, as opposed oh, okay. to Sonic Team. So in some respects, they're, they're better in some areas, but right. they, they lack the um, the polish of the because what made that game stand at the time, I think the visuals and the Sonic levels, at least on the 360 PS3, yeah, particularly impressive. But Did we're going off a... onto a Sonic tangent here. No, I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna just stick with Sega briefly. Did you play any of the like I remember there being a lot of controversy around it at the time? Sega also did some adult games. I oh, mean, other than House Mad of the World. Dead Overkill, Mad World, and The Conduit were the ones that yeah, I'd Conduit. always be curious about. It was pretty good. It didn't keep me playing though, but it, it you know, it serviceable. Yeah. <laughs> as a first person shooter. Uh, a lot of people like that game and its sequel too. Uh Mad World I did play, and that was Platinum Games developed that and it's published by Sega. It's when Sega were publishing like Bayonetta, weren't they, as well, and, and yeah. Vanquish and they were publishing Platinum's output. Um but Mad World was fun as a sort of concept. It's yeah. just it was repetitive, you know. You play it once, it's like wow, you know, this is really visually striking. It's very violent. It's integrates the the most controls pretty well, but after a while, it's sort of like well, I'm done with that now. It's only so yeah. much of that you can take. It doesn't... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, other ones I enjoyed, um, GoldenEye. I mean, that first came out on the Wii. It, they got yeah. released on other platforms as GoldenEye Reloaded. But that was an idea to sort of reimagine the story of the film. It wasn't a remake of the N64 game, but it was a no. reimagining of the, of the story with a contemporary feel. Yeah, it uh, had well, Daniel you... Craig in it, didn't Daniel it? Daniel Craig, Brosnan. that's right, yeah. And it was a very well-done first-person shooter. And, you know, when you think about it, that along with Call of Duty and Metroid Prime, I think you've got, and even Conduit, you've got some pretty good first-person shooters on the Wii. Yeah. Uh, we haven't mentioned Mario Kart. But... No, we have. well, I mean, we touched on it briefly with Plastic oh. Tat, but yeah. Oh, Mario yeah, Kart okay, the wheel. That was a big for the, the, the success of the Wii, I think, in terms yeah. of families all wanting to get Mario Kart. And saying, well, you know, if you can't play Mario Kart, you've always got the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> it was certainly but... the draw of Mario Kart uh, in our house. Like, I remember my brother and my nephew uh, playing Mario Kart to death. We all played that. That was like our Christmas game when we were all stuck in my mum and dad's house. And it's a great game, but it was always, I always preferred. Um, Double Dash, so me to me it wasn't better than Double Dash, so in fact in some areas it wasn't as good as Double Dash. So. No, which is a shame, I think. I I yeah. don't... I think after... I really enjoyed Double Dash, but I think 64 felt like at the time a slightly more pure racing game that I enjoyed. And then, I, obviously, Mario Kart 8 came out, and I, I really enjoyed that. 7 was okay as well, but I, I think 8 was the one that I really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah I think 8 of. built upon 7 in, in good, a lot of good ways, didn't it? Yeah. 
Um, but I also played a lot of Wii Party. Yeah, Wii Party was okay. Wii Party was good. Um, Wii, 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 uh, Wii Play was good for what it was. I mean, it was a very... Um, go on, what are you going to say? You didn't Wii like Play, Wii Play? Wii Play was very good for me getting an extra Wiimote when there were no Wiimotes to buy around launch. Rather than that, oh, but I some of the games in there weren't so bad. I literally... I, I cannot remember any of them. Neither can I, but I remember enjoying them at the time. <laughs> Wasn't there like a um, air hockey? It had an air hockey game on it. Yeah, there was that an was air hockey fun. game. There might have been like darts. I don't bloody remember. I just remember like playing it. And was like, oh, this is clearly just an excuse to sell me another Wiimote, which I was, which is to be fair, why I bought it because it was cheaper mm. than buying a Wiimote on its own. Yeah, lots of people did that, and um, I think in that same ballpark with um, those sort of games that uh, we've previously mentioned was Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Now, whether or not you think that's a great game, it certainly at the time was the Olympic game to get. You know, yeah. the probably the one with when you think of waggle controls, that's the one that comes to mind, and it's probably not a favorite of yours, Matt. I imagine. I remember playing it with you and not really being that bowled over by it, especially as you were quite good at it, and I was just. Like, oh, was I? Because oh. I'm not usually well, I mean, very good you, at them. You'd clearly so. played it a lot and kind of understood all of the mini games, which was definitely an advantage, I think. Yeah. And I just. Like, no, you could argue was. whether that series really got much better than that first one. I, I don't know. I think that first one's the purest version. And uh, I still... whether or not they needed to be any more, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. I think it's the Wii U version that I never got, like the Rio Olympics one. But one of yeah. them had Rugby 7s in it. It and did. I've that always was a, been I curious was a Rio to play one. that. I still yeah. I never bought that game. I'm still curious to see what Nintendo's I have that game, rugby game so. is like. Um, well, it's developed by Sega. Yeah. Either way, so, don't care. Yeah. Mario characters <laughs> doing sport. I'm all for it. Um, Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Oh God! I was talking about this on Twitter yesterday. Someone posted the arcade sick. It's one of the only Wii games I sold, Tom. Because at the time, I could find it quite frequently in, like, bargain buckets in Morrison's and stuff, and you'd get 30 quid trade-in for it. So, like, any time I saw a copy for a fiver, I would just pick it up and get 30 quid trade-in towards something else. And I I thought I had a copy still, because I remember selling a co- the copy I had in Wales, thinking I already had another one in Denmark. Mm. And then I... I looked and I I don't so I need to pick that game up again. I remember seeing it in GameStop uh, in Horsens, quite near to where I live yeah. in Denmark, with you, like a year or two when you were over, and I was like, oh, I should buy this, but it was like three hundred kroner, and I was like, mm, uh, do I want to well, spend three hundred kroner? I was I all in it. on the Wii, <laughs> so I I got it with the arcade stick as well. Um, oh, such a I love that game. I, yeah, it, it was a great Marvel versus Capcom type game, but in 3D, which was, was different, obviously, than yeah. Marvel's Capcom. Um, until that, the third one of that came out, and then that yeah, was in 3D. Yeah. But uh, it's great, and it's got you can play as Frank West. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Namco released Skycrawls, which was Ace Combat, basically, for the um, the Wii, which is also notable for being you know a flight game, flight combat game on the, on the Wii. It also yeah. had Heat Seeker, which was a more arcade-style afterburner game which was very good um we haven't mentioned link's crossbow training but an example actually... of the, the plastic <laughs> accessory 
Yeah, I got this um, from. I've still never played it. I got this from a friend really? of the friend of the podcast, Ali, the Retro Hunter. When I went to CES or something in London one year, I just met up with him, and he was like, "Oh, he goes actually, he goes, I got a bag full of tat." He said before he'd opened the shop when he was just going to college. He's like, "I've got a bag full of tat that I'm just like asking anyone if they want anything out of," and I was like. Oh, go on, I love Link's Crossbow Training. I haven't got that game. So it's fun. I, I, I mean, it's nothing like amazing, but it's fun. And I, it's I, novel at the time. And I'm gave sure you the zapper that you would yeah. use for Resident Evil and you could, could use for other light gun games as well. I don't know if I ever had a zapper. I'm trying yeah, to think well, if I ever did. Yeah, well, zapper was good because it enabled, I guess, well, you could move if you just hold the nunchuck in your other hand, but yeah, kind of yeah. made it all as one. Yeah. I know Resident Evil um, Dark Side in, involved more um, wha- um, nunchuck control. Yes, it did. Than it did in the, the previous one. Um, yeah, it's uh, pretty good. No more heroes. We need to mention that. I mean, oh. it began on the Wii, and re- the first two games were released for that console. My guilty confession is I've still not played a No More Heroes game. I know. Just stunned silence says it all. I I wanted that game when it came out, and I just didn't buy it because I was just like, oh, this is going to be like Zelda with the motion controls. I don't want to know. Well, you probably um, wouldn't like the 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 implementation implementation of the <laughs> implementation of the motion controls. Say the word yeah. right of the no, motion controls because I probably wouldn't. But that world yeah. seems nuts in a way that I really want to experience. It was really good with the Wii Jog accessory. <laughs> yeah, you said so. So we jog with something like a pedometer thing that that would track the uh, I think the nunchuck forward motion to um, jogging. Yeah. So to move forward, you'd have to jog. Yeah. And I remember running around the city in um, that game in, in No More Heroes with that pedometer. It actually worked very well. It was the best yeah. implementation of that accessory. That you, that's interesting. <laughs> I tried. It didn't work so well with Resident Evil, but I remember it working quite well with uh, No More Heroes. Interesting. Speaking of fitness, did you ever try Wii Fit? Wii Fit. Uh, yeah, of course I've tried Wii Fit. Have you not tried Wii Fit? Uh, I've not tried Wii Fit. I never <laughs> wanted to buy the balance board. And every, even now when I see it in charity shops, I'm like, do I need Wii Fit? Like, do I, do I really need to spend like a fiver on this balance board? Yeah, I mean, my balance board I never brought with me to my flat. It stayed at my parents' house. Yeah, I'm sure they're very un- thankful for that. I think it's still underneath their sofa in the living room. Wow. Because, uh, yeah, I, I didn't use it that much. But I can appreciate it. And I think for a lot of people, a lot of people got a lot out of that. Yeah. And it helped them. So that's that's good. I just played the mini games. I think. I mean, of course, it led to Ring Fit, which is... From all intents and purposes of what I've heard, something I have played and mm. actually a a healthy workout. And I mean, also like the those Nintendo boxing games that they released for the Switch. I saw a Kotaku thing the other day that the second one of those had sold half a million copies. So the people are buying those fitness things, and they're clearly doing something for some per- people. I so had I some boxing gloves for the Wii. You know, talking really? about crappy accessories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Was the Gene Simmons guitar I got you for the Wii, or was that for the 360? That was for the Wii, yeah. I thought yeah. so. Gene Simmons guitar, and uh, what else was there? There was the maracas for Somebody Amigo. Somebody Amigo, yeah. I don't have them as maracas. I wish I did. Somebody Amigo is on my shelf. and I'm like, I don't oh. have the official maracas. I have some like third-party maracas. 
Yeah, I, I need to get some. Because I think the official, official ones actually had little beans in it, so they would that shake, whereas yeah, the ones yeah. I've got are just, you know, made to look like maracas. I've never seen... I, if I, I think it was one of those things that if I would have seen a pack of uh, plastic maracas for somebody me go in a charity shop, I would have picked them up. I see... Like I said, I see all kinds of wee tat. Like, there's always, like, clip-on bits for tennis games and stuff. Yeah, I've got I've got some of them, but I can't say I, I get much use out of them. Sandy Amigo was interesting because the problem with it was you had the nunchuck attached to the Wii remote where you couldn't quite stretch it out as much. I, I remember that being a bit, little bit of a hindrance at the yeah. time. So it probably wasn't as good as the Dreamcast version, but... You know, it was still there. It still got released on the uh, Wii. Another example of Sega really supporting uh, the Wii. But the Wii was so popular that, of yeah. course, every developer was producing stuff for the Wii. No, absolutely. Um, I I think it is just what it was such a big thing, right? And I mean, that's why the the Wii U arguably failed because of the branding, because people not realizing that it was a new thing. Thinking, oh, I've got a Wii. <laughs> I have a game that I just realised with this talk of plastic tat because I have the plastic tat upstairs called Wicked Monsters Blast. I've never oh, opened that it. that thing. That's like yeah. a light gun game, isn't it? Yeah, I, I bought it with... Um, I bought it for like two quid in a flea market like bundled with official like neon-coloured zappers. <laughs> and I'm just like, I wonder if that's worth anything. <laughs> I don't know if it is. I think it's one of those games that was like sold off cheap at the end of the, it was a later release, I think. And well, a lot the, of places selling that. The bundled one probably is around the forty fifty quid mark. But Maybe at one was... time I think that was as you got it for, dirt cheap. You know. Yeah, I I mean I to be fair, I hadn't expected much from it. I just saw like I saw quite nicely like chibi proportioned animal characters and i saw neon blasters and it was bugger all so i was like oh well i'll pick this up but uh pokemon battle revolution was also good and it would work with your ds as well that was oh, really uh, just one i wanted it. to get in there but i think we've talked about the games i just before i know we've been talking a while about the wii but i think it, the wii for me is more than just the games it's a general presentation and the means yes. Yeah. And the virtual console. Yes. All those things together, I think it's the most one of the most welcoming, friendliest video game systems. And I'm I'm sure that's what Nintendo were going for. Yeah. But I I it was continued into the Wii U in terms of the menus and stuff. Yeah. But I think that stands out as the friendliest, most gamiest system within recent years. I really liked the presentation of the Wii. Yeah. Like the the channels and obviously we've talked about it a little bit last week. Like the the, the depths they went to with the virtual console, the the fact that the music is something that people still know and remember fondly to this day, and obviously the Mies ended up spawning their own thing and they became part of the Street Pass and the 3DS. Do you see that article going around where someone has essentially realised that all of the NPCs in Breath Sky of the was, Wild. 
Was it Skyward Army. Sword? Or was it Skyward Sword? Might I think Skyward Sword. It, I thought it was Breath of the Wild. Anyways, okay. Could be uh, right. that all of the NPCs in Zelda are made using like essentially sophisticated versions of the Mii tools. Which maybe it's Breath very... of the Wild because that's a lot more current, isn't it? I don't know why yes. it's so much Skyward Sword. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it could be as well, but yeah. I just I. It's just like, oh god, like Nintendo loved that idea. I mean, Tomodachi Life on the 3DS, a game I've never played, but seemed quite fun and like seemed to take that idea of like Street Pass and everything else further. I'd I liked say, having Mii's. I, yeah, R.I.P. I the Wii, the me. sorry, R.I.P. the Wii and the me. Yeah. I mean, why on earth Nintendo didn't transfer more? They, you can you have Mii's on the um, Switch. You can make your profile image your me. You can transfer yeah. your me from your Wii U. You Mii's can also still Mii. play with Mii's in Smash Brothers, can't you? Okay, yeah, so they're not dead entirely, but the the idea of the me and what it originally was in the Wii yeah. sort of when I love the idea of all your friends would appear in the background in Wii Sports. If you're yeah. playing, they'd be in the background cheering you on. It's the same with how it was implemented into Wii Party yeah. as well. Uh, it, it just made it a, a bigger sort of experience. Without having the online, so much emphasis on the online, it still felt yeah. like a social console but social within your home with your family yeah but not the internet so much even though you could play well i mean i used to play goldeneye online yeah on the on on the wii um you could still play these games online play pokemon battle revolution online um yeah it wasn't known particularly i guess for online but mario kart online i i never played my wii online i don't think i'm pretty sure that was online as well of course, if you're downloading been... stuff, you need to be connected anyway. So if yeah, you want yeah, any yeah. WiiWare or, or um, what's it called? Virtual console stuff. Or the Weather Channel. Or the Weather Channel. Oh, there were other things that disappeared. Yeah. I'm sure there was more stuff. Like there was like channels. a poll one as well yeah. at one point that kind of essentially kind of became the thing they had on the Wii U, right? Where you would have like certain channels for certain games and stuff. Oh, I God, like this. seeing what you played, your daily r- record. So yeah. in the bottom right of the screen, on the menu screen, there's always a daily record. So, oh, well, I've played Dead Rising for four hours today. Wow, that's um, amazing. <laughs> I kind of like that. I kind of would like that on PlayStation or Xbox, where you could just see how much I've actually played of that today. Yeah. You know, that would be oh, quite... there, was, there was also the photo channel, which I don't think I ever used. Oh, you could put picture, your own pictures on and like fiddle with them and stuff, couldn't you? Yeah, but you had to put them on an SD card, SD card. and like bring them in. It wasn't like the console had a camera where you could like do that like you could on the 3DS or whatever. It was always weird to me, that idea. Was, the karaoke came on the Wii U, didn't it? Yeah, it did. The me-based karaoke. That was also yes. quite an interesting idea. Uh, what I really loved about the Wii was it had an internal memory. Yeah. That was really good. And, you know, if you needed more, then the Wii um, saves weren't particularly big unless they were something like uh, Rock Band or something yeah. like that. Um, I say we like about Rock Band on the Wii compared to the 360 and PS3. Obviously, it's like you're watching videos of the graphics, not the graphics yeah. in real time most yeah, of the time. Yeah. Um, but it's still, you know, a bit, it was a bit ropey. But it worked. <laughs> and it, it to did. me, it felt like the right console for those games. And that's why I went all in on that. Ah, uh, see, because I had it on the 360 and I I, 
I think it worked fine on those other systems. But you, was... you, people who invested in that are kicking themselves now because the songs that they download individually, the whole process of downloading was so long-winded and yeah. not very intuitive. And then they would just disappear. Mm-hmm. If you lost them, you, it, to re-download those songs now, I, I don't think it's possible. Whereas Probably if not. you were with the 360 and, and the PS3, then you can yeah. still download them. You can still but download now, those things. I lost a lot of money at that because I downloaded yeah. a lot of things. I, for some reason, lost them, maybe some sort of corrupt SD cards or something. Yeah. And that was it. They're gone. That's a shame. I yeah. I still don't... I never... I didn't pick up the PS4 version of Rock Band and I kind of regret not doing it because... I did. Yeah. I, but, I, yeah. A good friend Adam did and I we played... Um, some on his xbox one like around the start of the pandemic before people were like hey maybe you shouldn't be singing around other people and i was just like oh man i miss rock band this was quite a fun thing to do admittedly like now is not the ideal time to do in the pandemic anyway i think it'll always be fun i've played beatles rock band at christmas yeah yeah i think it's just fun it's just it's just a good time it's exactly it's a very good time um, the Wii is a good time. I think I think that's what what you can say about the Wii. And the fact that we've managed to talk about it for over an hour and not I think we don't normally do this with any topic. No, but I, I, to be fair, like this is kind of what I wanted to see if this format would work for us because I yeah. I do think that we we tend to cover a lot of stuff on this podcast, obviously, and I think. Sometimes you and I will discuss games that neither the other person has an interest in other than the fact that one of us is passionate about it and bounces back and forth. Mm. So I wanted to see if there was a way we could do a podcast where, yes, it requires a little bit more preparation on our behalf, but it was still something that we were both kind of passionate Absolutely. about or not passionate about and hopefully we'd and work out in the end. And the, the way is that for me, certainly. And actually doing this, I realised how ingrained that is in my gaming history the Wii, yeah. and that is why i put it in within my top five consoles of all time yeah and for me it was more a matter of like looking at the shelf and going actually you know what i'm i've probably i've probably been way too harsh and i've probably had this memory in my head of the Wii and like some of the stuff around launch really affecting my opinion of this console and just actually just taking a couple of minutes to look at my shelf and go, actually, no, this game did have some pretty good, there's pretty good games on the system is, is something that's kind of heartening and kind of speaks to the fact that you and I both have so many games, so many different systems that we don't really play on a day-to-day basis anymore. Yeah. That it's kind of nice to take a, a little jaunt down memory lane. Every I find myself returning to the Wii whenever I'm, because I've got one at my parents' house and I've got yeah. a CRT and a Wii and I don't maybe have access to the more modern consoles yeah. because I need to play them through the CRT. And the Wii is the one I often come back to. Yeah. You know? So maybe the Wii and the CRT, I don't know if they're, they look better on a CRT TV. Uh, yeah. The Wii's never looked great on a HD TV. And that's probably why nowadays people don't use their Wii so much. I don't know. Because they don't they... look good. <laughs> To be fair, I just think there's such an abundance of them as well. Like, they are... That and the PS2 are always the systems I will find in flea markets and stuff here. Never usually with any good games. It'll usually be 
Wii Sports or whatever. But like, mm. it's one of those things. Every time I see the black version of the console or the blue version of the console, I'm like, should I? Should I buy this? Should yeah, I I've got variants? the blue, the white, and the mini. Yeah, oh God, I love the mini. If I saw the mini, I'd buy it. I saw it in um, I saw it in Aarhus, one of the second-hand stores there, but they were asking like eighty quid for it, which is what it was when it came out. Uh, and I was like, mm, I don't like yeah. it that much. Mine was fifty. Yeah, boxed. Yeah. This one wasn't boxed, which was definitely okay. factored into my decision to leave it there for it's eighty quid. It's a cute little box as well. It's got the black on top, the red around the side, yeah. like the actual console does. Looking at the console when it's outside of the box, though, it 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 does look cheap plastic. It yeah. doesn't look as nice as the original Wii. No. But it looks unique, and I like it. It's a top loader. There's something about that that's very retro, nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. As, as kind of like the uh, third version of consoles did, uh, the uh, PS3 third version's a top loader. Yeah. You know, it's sort of a cheaper thing to do. Yeah, and, yeah. And well, it kind of looks cool, it's still the cheapest looking <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, right, like to a top loader, you don't run into the same situation that I currently have with my PS4, where I I still have to eject the PS4 discs from the system menu because the eject button doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, that's a good some good things about top loading machines. Yeah, I mean, like my one of one of my many. 360 related deaths was due to the fact that the tray wouldn't eject because the motor went so i could only play perfect dark like (laughs) (laughs) i've got a problem with my 360 looks it's it takes about three times to open the tray now now Uh, yeah my old my original 360 i'm very surprised you still have an original 360 every now and again i see one in a charity shop and i'm like but that doesn't work (laughs) well mine was the bigger one what did they call it the elite the big the not was it the elite super elite yeah i think it's got the biggest hard drive they had with with bought with it you know yeah 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 on the it's side. the one with the I final got... fantasy sticker on it yeah i remember i got yeah. the one with i got the 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 later one i can't remember what it was called when they started going into the silly convention of giving the the consoles letter names that then would be the bane of everyone's existence today the I have E like... model. I've got the E model of the 360. What is mine called? Anyway, stuff as I go we're on, on the 360 now, but uh, bring it back to the Wii just, just briefly. This is why the one of the reasons the Wii, for me, um, is, is the winner over the battle between the Wii and the PS2, which yeah. is kind of what we were talking about last week, is because of the internal memory. It's the fact that I invested in the Wii at the time it was all I had, whereas the PS2 was always the extra console for me because it was I didn't have it at the time. Yeah. So and it didn't and it had all these memory cards for, and I just found that awkward. And you know the games never looked that good compared to the Xbox, and they're all the things that meant that the PS2 didn't quite make it into my top five, and that's why the Wii won out for me in the end. See, for me the the PS2. And to be fair, by connection, the Wii, so I know it was the next generation in inverted commas along with the PS3 and the Xbox 360. I had moved on from my PS2 because I, I was in my 15, 16-year-old head. I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to play all my games online, the 360, wah, 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 And I went down that rabbit hole and I stopped buying games for the PS2 because most of my time spent gaming was playing Halo or Gears of War or whatever, Call of Duty 2, 
lots of these online games for the 360, which meant that I didn't really invest that much time into a long PS2 game. There had to be something special or something really unique like Gregory Horror Show for me to bother with a PS2 mm. game after the release mm. of the 360. And I felt very much the same way with the Wii very fast, that it had to be something very unique and without that many motion controls for me to bother buying a Wii Yeah, game. it all depends what you've got. And I mean, if I ha- if I had have had a 360 for the majority of the time I had a Wii, yeah. things might have been very different. But it was a situation that I was in, that or put myself in, that I yeah. didn't want to buy a 360. I, I was determined to, to for the Wii to be my main console. And you know that 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 is what it is, right? Like I missed out on some games for the Wii and definitely for the PS3 because of my my fanatical devotion to the 360. But I, Which you know it features higher in my list of top fives. I think yeah. the 360 is is right up there. I just there's so many good games for the 360 that I I bought at the time and experienced at the time, and I still think hold up and probably are still in my top ten. Like, I think 360. I think it was my second favorite. Uh, and when we and I like to stress that these are favorite consoles. That, yeah. that I think when we did that top five the other the other week, it might have been misconstrued as uh, the top five best consoles. Yeah, yeah. And these are my top five favourites. Uh, the top three being uh, the Wii, the 360, and the N64 for me, personally. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, is everyone is coloured by their expectations. I think even me, a little bit towards the end of that conversation last week, I was like, oh, well, how can I not include the PS2? Like, I... <sighs> There's just things, right? Like, I remember having this conversation with someone around the time the 360 was out, and I put, at the time, and it's still, aesthetically, it's still within my top 10 games. I think, I love Lost Planet. A lot of people don't Mm. get that, but I love Lost Planet. And people were like, how do you, like, have a Bastion and Lost Planet in your top five games of all time? You love Super Nintendo and retro games. Mm. I was like, well, yeah, but, I mean, we've kind of moved on a bit from that and like bubble bobble will never not be in my top five like bubble bobble is for me is the one retro game that i will return to like comfort food the same way i will with uh kirby's dreamland like they are games that are so deeply embedded in my history as a gamer that they i can't replace them even though i know there are better platformers than kirby's dreamland even though i know there are much better arcade experiences perhaps than bubble bobble it's just a what that does for you when you play it, you know, the nostalgia, yeah, exactly. the, 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 the joy, the simplicity in a lot of cases, something like Kirby's Dreamland. Oh, absolutely. Like, I just turn yeah. my brain off and I play Bubble Bobble yeah. every now and again. Same way I do with Tetris, yeah. but I don't yeah. have that same emotional attachment to Tetris as I do to something like Bubble Bobble. Uh, there's a good Tetris game in the Wii as well. Tetris Party is a lot of variations of Tetris on. So. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't mention Steven Spielberg's Bloom, Bo- uh, Bloom oh, Blocks. Oh, damn. I was meant to mention Boom Blocks. You see, the the games just keep coming. Boom Blocks one and two. I didn't know um, it was the second one. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're they're great games and and very much built around the uh, the Wii Remote, flinging yeah. things at towers, knocking them down. Played a lot of Bloom Box. Boom Box. Boom back Blocks. In the day. Sorry, it's me mispronouncing it and then it getting stuck in your head. No, I remember Boom. you telling me to buy it one day, and I was like, oh, I'm not Boom going Blocks. to. And then I. I played it in yours afterwards and was like, oh, actually, okay, this is all right. I should go back and get this. And What's it called? Did. Boom Blocks. Boom Blocks. Yeah, with an <laughs> X instead of a CKY. Boom Blocks. A, a great game. Um, the Wii, you know, I th- have I convinced you it's a good console, man? 
I mean, to be fair, I kind of convinced myself it was a good console, but I, I, I was overly harsh on it. There are still some things about it that it is definitely probably my lowest ranked Nintendo home console still. But that mm. is because I, while I can appreciate it for what it did, and while there are like definite things about the experience, like we talked about with the music and the channels and everything that I really yeah. love about that system, I it just. It's well, hard for me to like separate the fact that I think there are really important games on other systems, and I have a lot of nostalgia for them. Mm, mm. So it's, it's very I, hard I, to make terms of that. I think it stands out when you look at at the time. You know, that was the first time Nintendo really ste- sidestepped. Yeah. Along with the DS, I mean, it was a double whammy, but it was sort of like we're going to start doing something different now, and that's why Nintendo was so successful I think with the Wii and they've been so successful with the Switch. Yeah. I mean there was always a it's bit of that important. there with Nintendo but yeah as yeah. you say I think that's definitely the first mainstream thing of the I mean that. you could a virtual boy but you know. I was I was I <laughs> virtual boy came in my head I was going to say DS I think is more the start of this generation for yeah. me. But, yeah. Yeah. But they, I, they they had a great time with those two consoles the DS and the Wii. That was They uh, did. And, you know, now we can have this sort of conversation because, you know, comparing the Wii to the 360 and the PS3, it's very different. So it's very easy to talk about it. But uh, if you're doing an episode on the 360, if we were to do this for the 360... Yeah. I don't know. that 360 and the PS3 have so many similar games... It's sort of like mm, I could I could make. Do you a think case they're different? They're different enough to have. I could a make a case of... for a 360 in the same regard. I think maybe we could do um, something about them together. You know, the yeah. PS3 and the 360, and talk about the the pluses and minuses for both systems. Because even though the PS3 wouldn't feature on my top five, there are still yeah. some very good things about it, but not necessarily yeah. for playing games. <laughs> I mean, that's the there's, thing. yeah, that's that's the awkwardness of it, right? Is that as much as I love some games for the PS3, some some of the system architecture stuff on that system was never great. Same with the PSP, like. But then again, you could play Blu-rays on your PS3, which isn't a game thing, but it, it did work out well for games in the terms of you could fit it all on one disc. But it didn't work out so well, seeing that you had to install quite a lot of the games to the console. So, yeah, it's a, it's a conversation for maybe next time. I know people to this day whose Blu-ray player is a PS3. Like, Well, they, they confused it with the PS4 because they changed the buttons for doing certain things. And for a yeah. long time, I was still use the PS3 because I knew which button did what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, right. We've talked about this enough. I think we should actually wrap up the podcast there. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure I think we have stuff uh, to do. Yeah. I... I think maybe we should try and do something like this once a month. I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I do have other things I want to talk about this week, but obviously this conversation's gone on a little longer than uh, maybe we, we... we both anticipated. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I expected it to take an episode, but I didn't think we would talk about this for like an hour and almost 20 minutes. And it not feel like up. that either. No, it, it didn't. For me, at least. <laughs> it's also got me going like, well, maybe I should crack out the Wii and play X, Y, and Z with Marta. Like, there's some good co-op games on the Wii and some good party things as well. Anyways, Tom, um, 
as always, it's been a pleasure. If you have enjoyed this episode in particular, let us know uh, because, like I said, we can we can do this again or we, we can go, okay, this is not what our audience wants us to do. And you can tell us in a variety of places on tomomatattack.com forward slash podcast in the comments there. You can do it on Twitter at TMACast or treat us directly at TomParry11 and at GameBoyle for myself. Uh, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Tom and Matt Attack as well, and on the comments, I guess, at blastprocess.com. If you are looking for a place to listen to this podcast, if you've somehow fallen into your feed by a link via Twitter or whatever, then you can listen to it in a variety of places, generally wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, and in the old Spotify now. While you're there, give us a cheeky rate and subscribe, etc, etc. There are some new listeners. I don't know if that's just an uptick of us not doing it for a while, but I did see the numbers go up, which is always positive. So hello, potentially new people who are listening to us through Spotify. Oh, hello. Um, Hello. (laughs) And... Okay, uh, Tom, anything coming up from you on the old YouTube this week? Uh, so I played Wolfenstein 2 New Colossus as, as a live stream yesterday. You can see how terrible I am at that game uh, on huh. uh, Blast Process YouTube channel uh, soon enough, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I, I hope to have something up for Biographic by the end of the month, but at the moment, I don't know. It's just it, getting into the right headspace to do Biographic videos has been a bit difficult. And I've been working on too many other side things that I'm like, ah, oh, maybe... Maybe I'm going to go on a hiatus for a while or something. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see, Tom. Anyways, always a pleasure, buddy. Thank you for spending almost an hour and a half to talk to me about your love of the Nintendo Wii. thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm going to go and waggle my Wii remote. (laughs) Hey, man, whatever you do in your own time is up to you. (laughs) Just don't make me watch. Okay, thank you very much, Tom Parry, and everybody out there for listening. Um, Be sure, as always, to game on. With or without a Wiimote.